0: You must step out in order to step in to His promises. If you don't step out, you'll never step in to what God has for you. You can't be hesitant. You have to step out. Hesitation will bring devastation. You can't be shy. You have to step out. You can't be weary. You have to step out. You can't be afraid. You have to keep on stepping. You have to keep on believing. Now hear this. There comes a time in our lives. In every man, woman, boy, and girl, there comes a time where the Spirit says, the promise, the blessing is not where you are. The blessing, the promise, the healing, I can go down the line, the prosperity, the peace, maybe not where you are. It's not even in what you've been doing. So it's not where you are and it's not what you're even doing. Watch this. It's not in your traditions. We have formed traditions, man-made traditions, and we thought that that was the way. But it's not in that. It comes a time you have to step out into the promises of God. Step out from where you are. Step out of the place that you've positioned yourself. Step out of your tradition. Step out of your old mindset. And the thing problem I have with most Preachers and some that teach the word and tell you they're in the know, they're preaching and teaching out of tradition, not out of God's word. They're not preaching out of this present truth, they're preaching out of something they learned from someone at some other time. Let me give you a reference Jesus, when he was 12 years old, went and taught. He went into the synagogue and he taught and he confounded those that should be wise they scratching their heads wondering how can this young boy do what he's doing he's confounded they're there looking in the scrolls trying to wonder what in the world's where, where what are you where are you coming from? How do you know these things because he was there when it was written but at that same time he's in there teaching his parents, his kinfolk all left him because there was a big caravan of them, and they left him and went on a day's journey. And after a day's journey, they questioned, where is our son Jesus? Number one, it was Mary's son. It was not Joseph's son. Jesus was in the synagogue teaching. He was not where they thought he would be. Well, where did they think he should be? That he was in the midst of of his kin, traveling with his kin, his family. Now, let me say this. Most of the things we teach and preach and believe came from our kin, our family. And Jesus sitting there. He's in the temple. Whoa. Anybody catch that? You're like, Psh. most of us don't realize that Jesus, where Jesus is, May not be where you are. So you have to step out. And the Holy Spirit will try to get. Into some of the things I've dealt with in the last couple of weeks, I've had to step out. Things that I said I would never do, I would never entertain. God says, You better listen to that again. You better follow it very closely. You better quit saying, I'm not going to do. Never say never in God. Because as soon as you say never, God says, Let's just see. Some of the things I never thought I would entertain has come my way. <laughs> Why? Because you can't step out or you can't go in until you step out. Right? So there comes that time. The children of Israel could not just sit in Egypt. For those that know the story, I don't have time to preach it. <clears throat> they couldn't just sit in Egypt and receive the promise of God, the blessing of God. They could not receive it. God, it took an effort on their part, did it not? It took an effort. They had to get everything. They had to get planned. They had to go on a trip. It took risk on their part to get the, to the reward. Risk to get to the reward. How many people knows if you're going to start a business, you've got to risk all to get, get some. You have to invest a lot in order to make anything. It takes money to make money. How many people have heard that before? Well, that's a fact. Those that invest in the stock market market understand this truth better than any. What is that truth? The greater the reward, the greater the risk. You have to step into risk. You have to step into risk to get to the reward. Mark that down. If you don't step into the risk, and there's some things I know I'm going to step into And to me, it felt a little risky, but I know that God somehow is going to bring a great reward because I heard his voice. I heard his voice. Matter of fact, you have to step, Floyd, into the uncomfortable. Step into the uncomfortable, the unfamiliar, to fulfill your destiny. You have to step to where you you never thought you'd go because God's not where you think he is. He's... He knows where he is. We have got to believe and trust in the Lord with all our spirit and soul and strength and mind. And then we've got to follow him. But the one thing I found out about God, I know about God, he never polarizes. He never just sits, this is right here and we're never going to move. He's going to move you. If you're going to be great in God, he's going to move you. He's going to show you something. Now, when you get involved with God and you're following His plan, you cannot be deterred. You can't allow any voices come into your life to try to stop you from stepping out. Some people will caution you: "You better be careful." Better be careful. Notice this: being careful will never bring the reward. And the devil wants you to stay very focused on. Being careful. The enemy wants you to be careful. Be careful. But we see this in the mind of Christ. What do you mean about being deterred? He never allowed anything to deter him from his course. Nothing stopped him from stepping into his position. Stepping into the place that his father had placed, planned for him to step. From the beginning of creation, the cross was in his vision. He knew what was going to happen and nobody else understood it. He knew. He kept trying to tell people they wouldn't listen. And some were trying to, and I'll get into this in a moment. You you had some in there that were trying trying to curse his course. Oh, I like that. Some were trying to curse his course. Be it far from you, Jesus. You are not going to die. Who said that big mouth Peter? No, you're not going there. Then Jesus says, hey, get you behind me, Satan. He wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking to the devil. Sometimes though they're closest to you are talking from the wrong voice, from the wrong mouth. But Jesus never allowed himself to be deterred. He kept on his path. He kept stepping into his his destiny. John 12, verse 20. John 12, verse 20 through 33 in the New International Version. Watch this. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew turned to Philip. In turn, they went and told Jesus. Jesus! we got some people in church today that want to see you. It's of utmost importance. Now watch what Jesus, Jesus didn't even acknowledge it. He didn't even reply to them. He went into a tirade. Watch him. Verse 23, Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls in the ground. And I can see those disciples standing there saying, We just want them to meet you. Unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground, watch him. And dies, it remains only a seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it. But Jesus, we just want to meet these Greeks. While the man, listen. The man who loves his life will lose it. While the man who hates his life in this world will keep it uh, for eternal life. And whosoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, watch this verse I'm going to come back to in a moment. Watch what he's saying. He, didn't, he still hadn't qualified the Greeks. That's why somebody said, you've got, a, you got somebody in church today It's a very notable person. And you better, Bishop, lean toward them and give them a little... You know, they're important. Listen, the most important thing is what God is saying and what God is doing, not me giving accolades. Now, that may be offensive, but that's where God is. That's just where God is. Now, watch. Verse 27, this is important. We'll come back to it. Now, my heart is troubled. Jesus saying this. What shall I say? Father? Father, save me from this hour? no. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven now. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Still the Greeks are standing out there scratching their head. The crowd that was there and heard it said it thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said this voice was for your benefit, not for mine. Now is a time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. Are you catching it? You don't think he was going to be, you are not going to deter him from his course. Those Greeks, his disciples, nobody. He didn't even qualify it. Jesus was all about his purpose the purpose of God, and another song he would not sing other than the purpose of God. So, Jesus said, I'm not going to sing another song other than, hey man, I have a purpose. I've got something that has to be accomplished. I want you to look how God works. Just for a moment, let's look how he works. Now, everybody say now. God's process. This is where I've been and this is where I like to preach. God's process is his way of taking you into his full promise and into his full purpose. But here's the truth I came with a little knowledge of it a few years ago. God will always, everybody say always, God will always tell you your purpose first to get you to where you belong, but he leaves some of the details out of the process. He told me we we're going to build a church here back in 1984. would it Pastor Mike can't keep me on target. And here I am. He said this is going to happen, that's going to happen. What he didn't tell me was all the hell I was going to go through to get to it. All the murmuring, the complaining, the backbiting, people telling me I'm crazy. But I just kept on going. I just kept on doing what I do. So God leaves a little of the information out. What do you mean? Well, let me just show you something. Let's look at God's method. Genesis 12. Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3 in the King James Version. Now the Lord said unto Abram, which is Abraham. Before he was Abraham, he was Abram. Get get out of your country. Paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. And from thy kindred, get out of your family, leave your family because they were all idolatrous. Get thee out of thy country and thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make thy name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you, and in, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed." But God didn't mention in that statement to him, he didn't mention all the famines he was going to have to go through. God didn't mention his brother and father dying in Haran. God didn't talk, talk to him about Sarah's womb dying, yet he says you'll have a promised son. And now she's about 100 years old. He didn't talk to him about Sarah and her body drying up. He didn't mention his nephew Lot playing the fool in Sodom. Hey, this is just a few things. No mention of the battles he was going to fight or giving his wife to Pharaoh, which he did. No mention of that. No mention of the battles of giving his wife to Pharaoh. You getting that? He said, all he said was, Floyd, Abram, get out of this land. If he'd have told him everything was going to happen between point A and point Z, he probably would have said, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to stay home. All he said was, get out of the land. He didn't give him one definition of the process. So here's the problem I have with people. You ready for this? Here's the problem I have with people. You just see God's nature. He he says something to you. Something good's going to happen. But how many people know when something good's going to happen to you, certain things are going to come your way? Now, how many people know that if you're not doing exactly what God wants you to do, he's going to, as the Bible says, as a son, if he treats you as a son, he's going to chasten you. In other words, he's going to discipline you. You know what the Bible says? So he takes you through a process of learning. Okay? Now, here's the problem I have with most Christians. Here they are going down the road of of purpose, and certain things start to happen, and they start... In the name of Jesus, get ye behind me, Satan. I know that this trouble that's coming on me is not of God. And I come against you now. And what you're doing, you're coming against God that's trying to get you where he wants you to go. I just told you all the truth. And you're sitting there like, what? A lot of the problems we're having is not the devil. It's just we're not listening. God's trying to teach us something. But God wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, he will. Look at Abram. He went through a lot of stuff, but he had to get to the other side. We are cursing what God is doing. I'm going to to spend some time here. Not realizing it's God's hand on you. It's God's spirit at work. Watch this, John 12. Let's go back to that verse I said we're going to go to. John 12, 27. Now my heart is troubled. Jesus is talking. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. He was in trouble. He was perplexed. He was in stress. But he said, Father, what shall I do? Say, save me from this hour. How many of you said, save me from this hour? And God says, wait a minute. I've raised you up for this hour. Because he said, No, it was for this very reason. I came. So a lot of times I'm saying, God, what's wrong with me? And he says, nothing's wrong with you. Son, there's some things you've got to go through so you can step out and to get in to where I want you to be. There's a few things going to have to happen in you to get you to pliable where I can use you. If you don't think Abram had to, had to be torn down a little bit and worked on a little bit, honed a little bit, he did before he became Abraham. You want miracles? Quit cursing God. Well, I'm not cursing God. Well, yes, we are because a lot of times it's God moving and we're saying, get you behind me, Satan. And God's saying, what? I mean, we can't can't even pray for a headache and get answers, but we're going to try to tell God what to do? Get you behind me, Satan. Get you behind me, Satan. And it's God's hand on your life. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven eight, 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he was called out to get this inheritance, stepping out. The reason I'm saying this today is there's some things we might have to do. We might have to step out. We may not understand it. How many people think that Abraham, Abraham knew everything when he said, Get you out of this country? He didn't know. He didn't have a clue. All he knew is he had to keep get walking. I've got to start walking. But at the end of it was an inheritance. A lot of trouble, trial, tribulation. A lot of pain. He went out not knowing where he went. He didn't even know where he was going. He got out to get in. Everybody say he got out. To get in. And there's times in your life you're wondering why you're going through what you're going through. You need to look where you are. You might need to get out to get in. Quit blaming God and start looking at yourself. Quit blaming the devil because even the devil's scratching his head sometimes at us. Wondering, where did that come from? We're giving him a lot of glory when he don't deserve it. Abraham wandered well. I mean, he wandered a long time, and it takes faith to complete the wandering. So you're out there wandering. It takes faith to keep on that track, doesn't it? It's tough wandering, and we blame the devil when God has you on a path of greatness. We blame the devil, and it's God trying to teach us something, trying to prepare us. See, are you taking up for the devil? No, I'm not. I'm just telling you we've been wrong. Even I have. Blaming something we don't need to blame when it's been God saying, I'm trying to show you something, son. Why didn't God mention these things to me? Why didn't he mention them to you? God didn't mention these things because he just expected you. Everybody say me. He just expected you to keep on walking to get to where you belong. Just keep on walking. The devil talks, your friends talk, I just keep on walking. Mama talks to you, keep on walking. Daddy talks to you, if they're not in the will of God, you keep on walking. Friends and family, loved ones, sons and daughters, just keep on walking. Church members talk. You know how many times I've had to keep walking when everybody's looking at me cross-eyed? Butch, I mean, it's just the truth. By saying, man, he don't know what he's talking about. The good news is all of them are gone. And I'm still here. And I do know what I'm talking about. I do. See, he expect me to keep walking. He never said it was going to be easy. He just said, Alan, keep walking. We'll say, God, please help me. Keep walking. But God, you don't know. Un- keep walking. He said, well, I want to make it through. Well, you have to keep walking in order to get through. You have to keep walking. You said, Bishop, if you just be more in faith, I might make... No, 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 don't put that on me. It's you. You have to point your finger at yourself. In Hebrews eleven twenty-eight, 28, it says, Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyeth the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. God is... A God of process, and you've got to go through like they went through the Red Sea. Pain and process is the common denominator to finding those things that are real in your life.